Welcome to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, seven figure real estate investor and entrepreneur. This is your chance to gain insight and connect with women who are earning seven figures or who have a portfolio of assets in the multiple seven figures. We'll be focusing on how to get you to your next level. Think of this podcast like your new circle of friends cheering you on. From setting your mindset to developing financial goals, formulating plans, and how to make it happen. Secrets of Seven Figure Women exist to inspire you to work on your financial future and build a legacy. Wondering how other women have done it? Learn directly about their systems, structure, and how they're choosing to have an impact. If you're motivated, driven to succeed, and want the steps to learn more, we'll discuss how you can take control of your financial future without anyone holding you back. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Welcome back to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I am your host, Sarah J. Stevens, and I am so excited to have today with us, Laura Walters. Laura is a good friend of mine. Uh, We've known each other for, I guess we'll get into that, uh, a few years. Um, Laura is a social worker, and she's been doing that for over 10 years. Of interest in her past life, uh, she was a hair model. And um, anyhow, Laura's got great stories to share. She is a best friend to many. She is probably the kindest, nicest person you will ever meet. And uh, you'll hear more about uh, how important that is to her as we get into her story today. So welcome to the show, Laura. Uh, Really excited to have you here. Thanks, Sarah, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) And uh, I should add that Laura is a mother of three. So, uh, you know, both of us are hidden away. It's early in the morning where we are and uh, we're recording this because that's how life rolls, right? We got to just do this stuff when we can fit it in. So um, we're both tucked away somewhere uh, quiet, <laughs> our hope anyways. And uh, anyhow, Laura, uh, thank you so much for joining me. And I'd just love to get, you know, get into a bit of your background. You know, what got you onto this path to maybe can share a bit more with us? Yeah, well, um, as you already mentioned, I've uh, been a social worker for over a decade and, you know, more uh, I was, uh, I've been in child protection for, for most of my career. And um Child protection work is is very rewarding, but it's also incredibly challenging. And with just with my personality, it's I knew it was not a job that I would be able to do my entire my entire working career. I knew I needed something um, something different uh, because it's it's difficult work, and it, it was taking its toll on me and as well as my family, my my partner very difficult on him, you know, coming home, um, just really hard days. Uh, and, and so we both knew that we needed something, something to change. I uh, had mentioned uh, to my good friend, Sarah Stevens, uh, that I had wanted to, um, my husband and I wanted to move and, and build a, a bit larger of a house with, with a nicer of a piece of property just down the road from our current house. And the market was starting to change. It was um, it was getting really hot. This was about four, five years ago, and the house that we had built was was worth quite a bit more. Uh, so when we were looking at doing this, making this change, um, and putting our house up for sale, we were going to make quite a bit of money on it. And uh, that's when you suggested, why don't we look at um, taking some of that equity that we've made and and purchasing two properties? So our dream home, as well as um, a multifamily. And that's just what we did. So we bought uh, our first duplex and it was a great property. 
uh, it was uh, it was perfect to sort of, I guess, get our our feet wet uh, into investing, and then it uh, it really sparked a fire uh, for both my husband and I, uh, especially me. I think I became addicted at that point um, <laughs> to looking at properties and then buying properties. Um, so that duplex, we had that, and then we found a triplex that was um, right next to the hospital, and uh, it needed a lot of work. It didn't have great tenants. It was really run down. It hadn't been cared for, and it basically had everything wrong with it that it could have wrong with it. It had a little bit of everything, mold, asbestos, um, I can't remember, but it had everything. So we really wanted to be able to get that property and we found some really great partners that wanted to do it with us. And it was great. We renovated it and then we, we sold it. We made good money on it and uh, it, it's a beautiful property now. And it's just helped that neighborhood you know, change and, and grow. While we had that triplex, we also, there, a property came up in, in our neighborhood that, um, that needed some renovation. So we thought, well, why don't we try this too? So we bought, a, it was a single family home to flip. And uh, we learned a lot. Uh, single family home flipping has its different challenges that come along with it. And um, we had also um, partnered with, with some people with that. And that partnership wasn't as great, but we learned more in the, those six months that it would have taken us years to learn. We learn really what we value in, in relationships and, um, and we, we value relationships really over money because there, there's enough, um, in, especially in real estate, there's enough money for everyone. And we want everyone to succeed and we want everyone to do well. Although it was challenging, it had, um, you know, there was a lot of days where I lost a lot of sleep. Uh, but when it was all said and done, we were able to walk away learning so much and with our heads high and, and move on. And then we bought uh, another single family home with, with different partners. Sorry. And that property was near Ski Hill. So our intention was to short-term rental that. And that was amazing. It went really great. And then that township decided to stop short-term rentals. So we sold that, made some money, and we were able to buy this really amazing property in town that was a yoga studio <laughs> and <laughs> had our apartment above it. Uh, so we short we short-term rentals, um, or we are short-term renting the the one-bedroom apartment upstairs, and we created the yoga studio into a two-bedroom apartment, and that has been amazing. And then we bought this really great tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with uh, with another partnership just in uh, the Muskoka area, and that has been amazing as well. Uh, we um, we don't have a an open day until I think December. The guests love it. It's such an amazing place to go and to relax. Um, I know we love going and relaxing there. So so it's been really great. Now looking at a couple of more properties and uh, hoping to close on one in July and then potentially another one. It's, it's been, it's just been amazing. And I have been able to, um, to quit my job and to stay home with my kids. Uh, right now that's a little bit more challenging than it was because uh, the kids are home from school, but, um, 
making it all work. And it's been, it's been amazing. So Laura, what I love is, you know, you've bought, uh, bought quite a few properties actually, and it hasn't been that many years, would you say? No, it started four years, four years. So you've done quite a lot just in a short amount of time. But what I love is that you have, you know, found great partners as you've gone along. And so what are some of the key things that you think have been helpful or, or, you know, you said you value relationships over money and I couldn't agree more. I mean, definitely relationships are the most important and there is, there is enough money to go around for sure um, for everybody uh, to create that win-win. But what are some of the key things for you that you look for or how, you know, how do you make sure that the partnerships that you're creating, you know, work out? Like what are some things that you focus on? I really like um, focusing on everyone's strengths. Um, There's, you know, one of the partnerships that we have right now, um, there's four of us and everyone has, has their own amazing strengths. And it's just focusing on that and not trying to do it all yourself. Um, I find that I'm very good at sort of the day-to-day management and, you know, when it comes, uh, one of the other partners, when it comes to crises or maybe some more of the big picture stuff, that's what she's really good at. So she's the one that I call if, you know, if I'm struggling with how to respond to a guest or, or what to do um, in a certain situation, I give her a call and she just gives a very straightforward, like, this is what we need to do. And, and either, you know, she offers, do you want me to do it? Or she just supports me in doing it myself. So I find that super helpful. One of the other people in our partnership is good with the, the money aspect and, and she manages all of the, the receipts and, and sort of some of the tedious stuff that I just really don't want to deal with. Um, and then my husband, he is good at, uh, well, like yesterday he went and took a kitchen out and, and, and sort of some of those stuff that he I don't know if he enjoys doing it, but he doesn't complain. So we'll just go with it. And, and he'll do some of the, you know, some of the spreadsheets and some of the organization as well. And, and it just, it works, right? We all uh, know each other's strengths and, and it just, it, it works. Uh, another partnership I have, you know, very similar. Um, I'm happy again to do the more of the day-to-day stuff. The one, one of the partners is excellent at decorating and, and she loves to set things up and, and she gets things going. So focusing on people's strengths really is, I, I think is crucial because, and then knowing that you're not alone in it, that also helps me because when I can call somebody, and say, I need some help. And they're there. And, um, and, and then they're to pick up pieces. Uh, I had a baby earlier this year. And when you're doing short-term rentals and you're doing a lot of the data management and, and turnover of these rentals, it's hard to do after you've had a baby. So, you know, the partners, my partners were all there to, to take care of it for a little bit until I could uh, get back at it. And it's, I just value it so much. And then just also being, you know, honest and um, positive too. I think it's, I don't know if that's the right, the right word, but I think everyone just has the same, you know, the people that we work with, they all have the same mindset, right? They, they want to work hard, they want to hustle and they want to build. And it's, those partnerships have worked out really amazingly. What I love too is, you know, as you talk about the different partnerships and the strengths of everyone, you know, and leveraging that, you know, and focusing on those, like you say, the positive things 
uh, working with people that have a similar mindset. You know, I love, love that you shared that. You know, I think what I also um, consider as I hear you sharing your story is, you know, not only are you driving the success and, you know, building your financial uh, future, basically, it's not just for you and your uh, partner, but also bringing along, you know, other friends, other contacts, other, you know, other couples. And I think that that's a really, you know, that, that gesture in itself, you know, that you're not in it just, just for you, but you're actually transforming and helping other couples along the way that maybe, maybe they wouldn't have thought about doing it, or they might not have been brave enough uh, to do it on their own. And then you offer a solution and, uh, and then work out these great partnerships. So it's really, it's really interesting from my side to hear you share. Do you think that they, those partners also feel the same, that they're also building their financial future as well? Do you think they see it that way? Definitely. And and I always love the conversations we have, right? The partners that um, we had bought the uh, short-term rental by the ski hill with, they, you know, even yesterday we were, we were talking about it. We talk about it all the time and how um, it was such a great property for the right time. And we sold at the perfect time. And, you know, although it had its frustration, so that short-term rental was a large house and we could accommodate like 14 guests. And there were days where we would go there and the house would just be a disaster and it would take us forever to clean it. It was so frustrating. And, but I mean, it was what it was and it was a great house. It was a gorgeous house and we sold it, we made money and we never would have been able to have bought the yoga studio in town had we not gone through that journey and the yoga studio had couldn't be more perfect it's a one bedroom and a two bedroom so it takes us significantly less time to clean we don't have these large groups and it just works better for where we are all at and I love sitting around just talking about the you know we could dwell on some of the negative things the short-term rental ban was difficult you know when it when it first came out it was we were a little upset, but, you know, we gave you a call and, and it was, let's get it on the market. Let's get it on now. And it, it all worked out. Um, and we don't, we don't dwell on those things. We're just happy. We have a, a property that's worth over a million dollars. There was, you know, we put the hard work in and it's amazing. And it's, it's nice to have, to be able to sit around and talk about all of those great things with people you know, this tiny house that we have, again, it's another beautiful property. Being able to buy a property that's close to it, that's very similar, we're so excited. And I love sitting around talking about, you know, all of our dreams and hopes and excitement for these properties. It fulfills me and I, it's a social worker in me, right? <laughs> I, for sure. I like everyone happy and it's, it's really great. Yeah. And what, uh, you know, what a great opportunity, like you said, for you to, you know, leave your work that was so demanding. Um, I used to tell my kids that you're a superhero, you know, doing that job, uh, saving other kids, literally um, running into people's houses and rescuing other children. So, but yeah, understandable that this fulfills that social need and also helping people, but giving you your own future possibilities. So tell me, what are you thinking for next, Laura? Like, where where do you want to, where are you going? What's your vision? You know, when you think about the next step on your journey here. Well, it's funny because I think after we bought um, this property that's going to close next month, I said to my husband, like, okay, 
don't let me go on realtor.ca. Don't let me <laughs> buy anything else. Like we're probably good for a couple of years. I don't think our mortgage broker wants to hear from us probably anytime soon. <laughs> then we were sitting around at the pool <laughs> with our partners. And I don't know how we got on the realtor.ca app, but we did. Anyway, we've looked at a couple more properties. So I think we'll be putting an offer in on one of them that will renovate and then short-term rental. It's near the hospital. I get calls like almost every day from doctors, you know, living in a smaller community. Doctors do a lot of locums. We don't, you know, because it's what we need here and uh, always looking for accommodations that are close to the hospital. And they know now that I have, you know, great properties that they want to stay at. So this property is close to the hospital. It really would great be great. It would fulfill the need, you know, a need in the community for these doctors for a place to stay. So, you know, how can I not do it? You know, these partners uh, are also great. The, the one partner, she will hopefully manage the, the flip part of it because that is her strength and that overwhelms me quite a bit. So we wouldn't, this is not one that we would feel confident doing on our own um, because of everything that's going on right now and having so much, you know, other properties. So again, seeing people's strengths, right? Like I know that our one partner would, will manage the renos amazingly. And then when it's all ready and set to go, then I can just, you know, do my thing. So that's, uh, yeah. So I think that's probably going to be the next step, you know, short, in, you know, I, I do hope in the next few years to find somebody to take over some of the management of the properties uh, because it is getting to be quite a bit. And uh, I, I also manage for Airbnb or for short-term rentals for other people, which I, I do really enjoy. It's, it is great, but yes. So hopefully in the next few years, I will find somebody to, to take over some of that management and I would like to say, Sarah, that I won't be buying properties, but we all know that's not true. So I, when the right properties come up, I'm sure that I will be, continue to be interested in them and seeing how they can, they can work for, and I can add them to my portfolio. <laughs> and I guess you'll be looking for, uh, for more partners too, as you go along, because it seems to be a pattern that you have that you... Yes. Um, you know, love to work with partners. And, yeah. you know, we, we we haven't said it specifically, but I, I think we've heard it in the conversation that Laura is an Airbnb expert or a short-term rental uh, expert. She is so good at, you know, turning properties, setting them up, you know, making it turnkey. So that's, that's really an area of expertise that Laura, uh, she's just so good at. So, you know, just thinking about, you know, all of, all that you've been through, you know, whether it's been the, the short-term rental or kind of the, the fix and flip, or, or I guess fully renovate and flip, <laughs> um, maybe a bit more beyond fix, but then also, um, you know, kind of a long-term buy and hold strategy. I find it really interesting that you found this niche in short-term rental that, you know, again, there's, like you say, I guess in real estate, there's something for everybody, but uh, that you've really found a, a great niche for, you know, yourself, your partners, you know, is there any advice that you would give uh, somebody that's listening today, if they're thinking about what should I be doing, or maybe they want to get out of their job or, you know, they're thinking, I, you know, real estate's not for me, you know, what maybe any advice or tips you would give, give a listener? 
You know, well, it's interesting with the short-term rental that that came out of desperation. We had this this house that we were paying the mortgage on. It wasn't selling, you know, and and our partners had had basically walked away. I was pregnant. I was I was a surrogate, and um, I was I think about eight months pregnant, and I was up in the middle of the night just worrying, and I decided to put the house on Airbnb. And I thought, even if we could, you know, try and cover a portion of the mortgage, that would help. And I listed it, it was two o'clock in the morning. And then I, you know, eventually fell back asleep and, and didn't think much of it. And then that same day I had a nap and I woke up from my 20 minute nap having three bookings. And then I kind of panicked. I was like, oh, now I need to get internet in that place and I need to get a TV. And anyway, so we, we were able to quickly do those things. Um, but that very next day, the house actually sold. We got a uh, an offer. Uh, I, I think that it was a firm offer, if I remember correctly. There was no conditions, and the the house didn't close for about two more months. So for those two more months, I was able to uh, short term rental, and it was almost that just that shift um, in myself when I got those three bookings right. I felt lighter. I felt more positive. I felt happier. I felt I can do this. I can get through these hard times. It's going to be okay. And, and once my whole self shifted, you know, then we get this offer and then everything felt good. And, and we were able to carry on for the next couple of months. And it's not being afraid to take the risks not being afraid to, to, to make an offer. You know, I talked to some people that, that want to, to get into real estate and they look at, you know, hundreds of properties, but they never make an offer. And I think that's one thing that I've learned to not be afraid of. I, um, I'm not afraid to make offers. I make quite a few offers and, and sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, well, if it gets accepted, we'll figure it out. And, and not being afraid of those risks because there is a solution for everything and, and knowing that there is a solution for everything. Every single property I've owned, there has been water damage in some form. So water no longer scares me. Um, I now have friends that call me when their roofs leak or something and, and it's, it's okay. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. And just feeling confident in that there is a solution for everything and, and not being afraid to take risks and you will, you'll go far. I love that. Yeah. The, there is a solution to everything. Yeah. I love that. And um, I think in order to be successful, we have to take that next step, right? We have to take action because mm-hmm. I, I hear you. I mean, I, I've made lots of offers on hundreds and hundreds of properties too. And um, so I understand where you're coming from, you know, and, and it, sometimes it is that leap of faith in some ways, you know, just knowing it will happen <laughs> and then figuring out the steps as we go. So um, that's, I do love that about you, you know, that you make things happen and uh, that you're brave because I, I do believe there's lots of noise out there for, you know, all of us, uh, probably, especially women why we shouldn't be doing certain things and um, we got to break through that yeah, and, definitely. and push ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we can figure it out too, right? We don't, 
just even, you know, like I remember you telling me about how, you know, you, you had installed a dishwasher or, or a stove or something, right? A tenant needed a new one and you loaded it up into the van and, and off you went. And, you know, I remember things like that, right? If, if something needs to be repaired then I can go and try it, I can look up a YouTube video and, and I can make it happen. I can, I can do these things and, and it feels good. It feels good to be able to, to invest yourself really fully in your, in your investments. Yeah. To add to that oven story, Laura, there was no plug on the end of it, which is probably why it sticks in your mind because they actually had to hardwire it into the wall. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's what made it so hardcore. <laughs> just a regular oven. It wasn't just a regular oven. It was one that you know, I had to wire the whole thing. So, that's right. Thankfully, I had uh, 1-800, my dad, the electrician on the other end to walk me through it by phone because back then we didn't have YouTube or FaceTime or videos on our phones. It was literally like, what do I do now? Um, (laughs) No, I I think that's, uh, that's, that's a great point to leave us with because it's true. There's nothing that we can't do. And I think as moms as well, we just, we show up, right? Because we've got our kids watching us and learning from us. And so what better way to, you know, set an example for them by just, you know, making these things happen and exposing them to, you know, what's possible and that there is no, there is nothing that's too big, you know, there There's is a solution that, to everything. Yeah. And finding the right people to work with too. I remember when we bought the duplex and so the duplex closed the same time as our, our new builds closed. And we were sitting down with our lawyer to sign the papers and he looked at us and he said, this mortgage is way too large. And, and he was so negative and I felt so deflated and we didn't work with him again. And we have found, you know, uh, lawyers who, who don't judge, um, who are encouraging and supportive and, and a, an amazing um, mortgage broker who she's outstanding. She is so encouraging and so supportive and because she wants to see us do well. Right. And, and, you know, it has, she's, she just wants to see us succeed. And, and she tells us all the time how amazing we're doing. And so it's, yeah, I think she really sees herself in the success as well. Yes. Like some, she really, she also becomes a partner, right? Yes. I think that that's something that mm-hmm. is amazing when you find the right people to work with. And, and I love what you said that, you know, when that lawyer was so negative, and uh, at the closing table, I mean, won't comment on how professional or unprofessional that was, but, uh, you know, for you to just then make that choice and think, okay, you know what, there's somebody else better out there. I'm going to ignore what, what he's saying and just find somebody else to work with and, uh, and move, move away from that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, Laura, uh, any closing thoughts uh, while we wrap this up here today? Because I know in just a few minutes, your kids will come bursting through the door. <laughs> <laughs> the day will be on. So um, any final thoughts you want to share with any um, anyone that's listening today? If you are stuck, if you're feeling that, you know, there, that you want, you want more, you want more time, more time with your kids, more time with your family, less stress. You know, I was that person that was coming home from work every day, you know, often having cried in my car, pouring myself a glass of wine, being too short with my husband, too short with my kids. And, and just having really, really hard days and uh, make the change. Don't, 
stay in it forever. When I, after the surrogacy, I, I, I got 17 weeks of mat leave and it was such a gift. And that was, that was the time that I needed. You know, I, I obviously wasn't home with a baby. Um, I, I had my own time and that was the time that I needed to realize that I needed more in my life. Uh, and friends were commenting about how ha- much happier I was. And, and really that's, that's what we need, right? We need, we need to be happy because we are the only ones that can give our children a, a happy mother. We, we can be successful. We can, you know, do these, these hard, amazing things. Um, just taking the chance and making that, that first leap and putting that first offer in, it will change your life. It's changed mine. I love this. Yeah. Thank you so much. You are uh, such a, an inspiration, uh, so successful and uh, a great mom to your three kids. And it's just, it's wonderful to watch you uh, soar. And so I thank you so much for being on the show today and uh, inspiring our listeners. So thanks well, for joining thank us today. Thank you. Thanks for encouraging me to buy that first duplex. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was over a glass of wine. <laughs> Probably. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks very much, Laura. And uh, to our listeners, um, we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Secrets of Seven Figure Women. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to be featured on the show, you can reach me directly at secretsofsevenfigurewomen.com. Thanks for listening.